0: Oh, this is embarrassing <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to an episode of the artenders with mac and dan i am dan he is mac howdy i just want to say that we started this uh recording with the microphone muted because i am incompetent and a nincompoop so we're we're currently <laughs> we're out of our our element.
1: we're out of our element
0: a little bit uh, wh- whenever we take an extended period of time off there's always a little bit of time to get back into the swing of things, and, yeah, yeah. and because of me moving, and and because of you know right. some extenuating circumstances. Uh, but nevertheless, we are back. We're back at it again, and we are reviewing uh, a movie titled Parasite.
1: Parasite. It is
0: a Korean film that came out in 2019 and won Best Picture. It is a movie directed by Bong Joon-ho. And Rightfully it is- so. Uh, I'm such... showing my cards
1: early, but rightfully so.
0: Yes, but 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 also before we begin, Mac, I got a little bit of beef with you. What the hell? Well, because so for the last podcast, the last episode oh, that we had, which I know, was I our remember the Titans episode, you said that we were going to review Remember the Titans. Uh, excuse me, uh, Parasites. Yeah. And then only a few days later, you were like, "Scratch that. We're reviewing something else." And I was like, "Absolutely not!" Because you know what? We're not going to be Mac
1: frauds frauds okay well we're not we're not frauds we know at the very minimum we're not well frauds. you were close you were flirting with it i, you know, were on the I line. know i know i know and i'm glad that you kept me on the straight and narrow the thing is it's just i i found something that me and everyone around me had been talking about so much but you promised that we would talk about that next time so yeah. we'll talk about that when we get there stay to the end to find out what that is But we're here to talk about Parasite. Yes. We're here to talk about Parasite, and uh, I am going to go ahead and uh, start out with this. Okay. I think that this movie is not only fantastic, (laughs) uh, and, and not only the best movie of the year it came out. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that this is one of the best movies I can even think of.
0: Yeah, is that like a sizzle serve? Like what uh, it, what I don't even think it's a sizzle serve. It's I, a think fi- it's, yeah, I, don't,
1: I think it's a popular opinion. I no, think this I, is a, a, widely renowned as one of the best movies ever made. Now, let's...
0: let's Already. To give a little bit of context, at least to the, uh, to the story of the film, at least described on IMDb, greed and class discrimination threatened the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. And it is so brilliantly constructed, this film. However, now, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. So this is, of course, this is not the first time you watched this movie, right? Was this no. your second viewing for this review? E, this was my third. Okay, okay. So can you uh, walk me through the experiences, particularly with your body? And and that sounds oh, like a weird a, question no. to that's have. That's a very good question. But, but – I've never, at least for me, Mac, I've never experienced a film that made my body contort in such a way that I originally, when I saw it in theaters uh, for the first time, I curled up into a ball. (laughs) And I I said to a friend of mine who was watching it, who's actually Shama, um, I said to her multiple times, I'm going to throw up. Yes. I didn't. Yes. yes. But there was there I felt like so many times that I was like, I'm 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 there. I'm almost well, there. Well here, here,
1: here's my question for you is what do you think it was specifically that made you curl up?
0: So what the Kim family goes through and how they are sort of parasitic per se, uh-huh. you know, tip of the cap, you know, wink wink. Uh is that <laughs> they sort of invade the park household by like Acting as if they don't know each other, but they're all doing different kinds of jobs. So the boy is a tutor for the daughter, right? The girl is an art therapist for the son in the Park family. Then you have the dad who becomes a uh, chauffeur, a driver. And then you have the mom become the nanny of the household. And it's like bit by bit, but it's the web of lies. And then... This movie explores how that web of lies is deconstructed in such an uncomfortable and terrifying way right. that it's difficult for me to not contort into a ball. Yeah. Um, but, but to go back to the question, what was the sort of uh, tangible bodily experience that you went through throughout the three viewings and how was this third viewing different from the second and how was the second different from the first?
1: Um, I think that uh, there definitely was never a time I watched it where I didn't have a visceral response in some way. Yeah. Um, I think that the first time I watched it, my visceral responses uh, uh, relied a lot more heavily on um, the context, uh, the secrets uh, that, that, that are had within the scenes. Right. Um, knowing uh, I- exactly what every character knows meaning like uh, whenever someone walks into a scene i know exactly where what page they're on and i know exactly what page another person's on and the secrets that both are unaware of um that that is so masterfully done that it's more that aspect that really gets me to like well up because i am so nervous for the outcome yeah um because and, and this is something that they do absolutely uh, expertly, I I can't think of a movie, uh, and this might be a personal thing, my personal thing, but I I do think that uh, the more I've talked to people about it, I know a lot of people that share this opinion, that you need a good bit of comedy to get invested into a character. For sure, for sure. And the first half of this movie is hilarious. Yes. It is really clever. It's very funny. And because the uh, lower class family, the Kims, are... Uh, So, so clever and so witty, you can't help but fall in love with them. The moment yeah. that you uh, laugh with them and you're on the same page as them, you're invested. Yeah. And the moment that you're invested, every time they walk into a high-stakes situation, it... Hurts you a little bit,
0: and it's it's that sort of thing, yeah. But it's also like, oh, we're all in this together, you know. We are all in this together, exactly. Where what this movie does so well is the dramatic irony. For those of you who don't know, dramatic irony is when the audience knows something that the character does Does not, not. right? And so, part of what makes this film so enjoyable is that you're you go through the same sort of knowledge experience, right, and finding out information and experience, you know, with the Kim family. Yeah. right? And and how they sort of invade this household. And I'm using very sort of like negative terminology cuz I mean my like it's not the greatest thing that they did, of course, but but it largely it is a like a commentary on greed and it's a commentary on classism that sort of drives this incredibly smart and clever family to yeah. a situation Uh, that they should not have gotten themselves in, and then doubly so when it's like halfway uh, through the movie.
1: What I will say and what I really, really appreciate about this movie is that it could have very, very easily been poor people smart, rich people dumb. It could have very easily been poor people smart and they like swindle the rich and that's that. But I think that something that – and he does this in a lot of his movies, Bong Joon-ho. He gives credit – to as many characters as he possibly can. Yeah, he really gives everyone the credit they deserve. Everyone in this movie is smart. It's not like there are that like there's one group that is and one group that isn't, or a couple characters that are, that that are left in the dust. Right. He really gives credit to every single character, and because of that, it's way more interesting because For they sure. have to work harder. They yeah. have to work harder to to overcome that. It, it, it's it's the whole thing of like. The, the better the villain, the better the story, the more they had, like, the, the, the hero has to work. Um, but the only thing that sets the Kim family back is a matter of resources. Outside of that, every one of the movies on equal ground, yeah. which is awesome, which is absolutely awesome. But also it's interesting that um, it's not just that we are looking at two special families, which is which i love. We think that we're looking at two special families meaning like an especially rich family and an especially poor family or two especially brilliant families. Right. And you think that at first and that's what gets you invested in them because you're like, "Oh, like they're so interesting and special and 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 uh, unique." But about halfway through the movie, it hits you. The more like the more that you see the world around them, the more that the camera pans out and you and, and you're able to really take a look at the world around them. They are not special. Yeah. That whenever they are in the gym, whenever when, whenever their their ho- whenever the poor family's house floods, whenever the Kim family's house floods, and they have to go and stay in a gym with a bunch of other poor families whose houses have been. Uh, wiped out because, oh, and such a clever thing, by the way, that literally the wealthier you get, the higher you can live up yeah. altitude-wise yeah. and up on the mountain. And so whenever they're looking at the rain, they're like, oh, beautiful rain. But whenever the poor people see the rain, that means flood. That means we're fucked. That means my house can't take that. So they have to rush down the hill, literally down the social ladder to get to their house. That's, that's so wild. But they're sitting in the gym and you kind of take a look around and realize uh, everyone's trying to make it. Right. Everyone's got a plan, everyone's trying to do their shit. Like every, every everyone thinks that they can get out of their situation. Um but that makes it all the more interesting cuz in order for everyone to get out of their situation, they have to then compete. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden like and, and and that that right there is the most human part of the movie, which is everyone's trying to be as civil as possible until they're confronted with competition, until they're confronted with you can only go to the next level if you stomp on someone else, if you use someone else to get there.
0: There's construction outside of my my apartment right now. So to give some context, I moved into a new place oh relatively recently. But now, like I've never heard so much as a peep, occasionally a dog bark, but nothing too uh, to the extreme as my previous uh,
1: living abode. However,
0: um, there 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 are hammers being hammed. Uh, well, it,
1: it kind of goes with our theory that the world knows when we're trying to do a podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it attempts to ruin it.
0: Yes. Yes, 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 indeed. But uh, to—I'm sorry for derailing, but to go back to <laughs> no, the, no, no, no. Uh, the step— Well, no. because we have to acknowledge our own incompetence. Oh, we have to. Um, but also—
1: We, ha- we, we kind of made that for ourselves, that every time that we fuck up rather than going back, we just have to acknowledge it and move on. We must. Because we- that's, that's the funniest and most honest version of the pod. Anyway, go ahead.
0: That, um, so, yes, so I, I love that you brought up how not special, um— at, at least the, the Kim family is, but 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 the fact that they realize they need to stomp on somebody's head is when the movie pulls the twist. And it's one of the craziest twists like I've ever seen in a film, which is, for those of you who don't know, the original nanny of the household oh, was the so also good. the nanny of the uh, original family in the home who actually was the architect for the home as well. And so you find out after she's like, boop, like plucked out of there, she comes back in like the middle of a stormy, rainy night, looking like an insane person. She like charges in the house then she go downstairs into the basement. And then she opens this like hidden bookcase door. And then there's another basement below that, and it's like this shelter that's inside of there. It turns out her husband is there and has been there for God knows how many years, and is legitimately an insane person. Yeah. And and it's which terrifying. makes sense.
1: I think that he's been driven to that because. Yes. He's been trapped underground for years. Yes. and Being given uh, just food every once in a while.
0: And then it's that sort of realization for the Kim family, too, of just, like, very, very different, of course. But it's also that sense of, like, oh, shit, we're kind of in this together. Because, um, foolishly so, and sometimes I I think... Uh, kind of confusingly sometimes like what characters do is confusing and I think what's really confusing is the fact that the family follows uh, the nanny down so when the nanny, the original nanny comes in it's just the mom who answers the doorbell and to, to the nanny she thinks that only the mom is there and then all of a sudden the family falls down the staircase and then the nanny is able to put together that they're all a family like they yeah. they all I mean, they're a parasite, you know, for like a better word, you know, roll credits, but, um... (laughs) (laughs) and so but it's that realization of like oh shit we're all in this together and it's but it's this terrifying of how they're all in that together but they're also like so different from one another and and so the nanny
1: was parasitic in her own way because she was trying to because she was taking food from the family taking things from the family to give to her husband right trying trying to uh make a living for them and keep them alive despite the fact that her nanny job Although it's for a very wealthy family, it's not making enough to survive,
0: and specifically to pay off loan sharks that they right. fell into. Yeah, and so Which that's a, why the, that the husband hiding. is hiding. Yeah, right. um, but 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 it makes the movie. Uh, well, first of all that twist is so brilliantly well done in terms of the pacing and the shot work and even the lighting where even though it's a dark stormy night everything is still bright and warm in the house and then you open up this this hidden corridor and it's the coldest lighting oh you will ever gosh. see and it's just yeah. one shot of following um, the mom down the stairs yeah. and she's like what the hell is going yeah. on and what's beautiful about that moment too is that once again like I said earlier that you are experiencing all of that for the first time with the Kim family as right well,
1: right, you know, and it's also genius that uh, the entire movie is about this original nanny. I mean, you don't know it at first, but it, it is about this original nanny getting phased out and beaten out by this by this family, by this parasite family that's coming in and acting like all these jobs and taking all these jobs, working for the rich family. Um, and you and and and. At first, it is very realistic, this very this very normal, natural thing, which is people are competing for jobs yeah. uh, among the lower class families that, that are involved in the movie. And then it's interesting because in that moment, the, the moment they finally find the husband in the basement, they realize that this old nanny will do anything, literally whatever it takes, to stay in this house. She will go at. She will stop at no lengths to stay in this house, and her husband's insane. So that kind of plays into the 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 upstake in violence, and then the families have to literally fight to the death. Yeah. In order to, like, j- just for the job, just for a chance. That's so fascinating, and it's interesting that the entire movie, up until the last what five minutes, the rich family is completely unaware. The entire partially time. because they choose to be but mainly because the the lower class is trying their absolute hardest to look okay
0: yeah to be presentable to be
1: presentable and, and to look yeah. like they can that they can play with the rich people
0: yeah and, and we're we're definitely going to get into that theming, especially yeah, with the uh, like the the usage of smell in yeah. this in this movie. But I also want to bring up, uh, and I kind of want to ask the question because when I was watching it the second time, of course, naturally the first time, I don't know if there's any way on a first viewing you could expect something absolutely insane right, happening. Right, 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 So then when you watch it for the second time, mm-hmm. you're watching for hints, right? You're watching for hints of the twist, right? There was nothing I could find. None. There's I There's none. There's I none. Agree. Is that to the movie's betterment? Because usually when there's like a big twist or something, um... Writers will purposefully put little breadcrumbs, right, to to, yeah. to put you on the trail, but maybe never get you there, you know, specifically. But but a breadcrumb, maybe a few, right? There was not, and I was looking out for it too. There's not a single one I could find for this movie. And so, right. Mac, I ask you, is it for the
1: betterment? Yes. Of this movie? Absolutely. Well, th- th- this is this is a question that we get into. And oh, man, I love I love this uh topic. Why do writers, authors, artists foreshadow? Why is that a thing? Why why is that a thing that people do? Is it just to be cute? Is it just for fun? No. Um, But a lot of people do do it. But it's Chekhov's gun, and so and so. Okay, and so also. Why is Chekhov's gun there? Like what does it do for the story? To well, have what's interesting there?
0: too is that like this movie also has little moments and little Tchaikovian guns kind of littered all over the place. A little. There's this one. It's a very simple shot, right? But a quintessential moment to get the nanny out of the household is to make the mom, the park mom, think oh, that yeah. that the nanny has tuberculosis, yeah. right? And is coughing into the trash can and is actually coughing up blood, right? And so there's actually a very simple, wonderful, uh, geographically, shot where the nanny just uses the trash can at one point. You know, and, but it's yeah. like, it's something as simple as that. It's just like, this is... This is a prop that it's not just used for this one moment. It's it's just used, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's something as simple as that. Or, for example, um, the nanny getting plum extract right from this jar. And then you see later on in the movie the nanny's husband when he comes out from the cellar and becomes full, absolutely insane. Like He, ravaged. he, yeah. he drinks an entire jar of presumably plum extract or something from that like bookshelf that bookcase yeah. and then throws it down right or just this one's more obvious but the sort of stone from the mountain that the that Kiwoo the 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 boy from the Kim family that he receives from his friend Min and and he just lugs it around for a lot of the movie cuz i mean it's more heavy-handed in that regard that he's metaphorically t- attached to it but then it literally becomes like a sort of like Weapon uh, yeah. later on in the movie as well. So there's, like, little Chekhovian guns throughout the movie,
1: but it's it's never for the reveal. Yeah, it, it, it's never specifically foreshadowing. You know? It's never, it, like, uh, an audience would never be able to look at any of those things and say, I I have a pretty good guess what's going to happen there. Yeah. There is no way of guessing any of the end of this movie. No. And, like you said, watching back the second time, they're still not.
0: Yeah. Um And the best you can get is how the nanny, how it informs her character of the stakes that she has to like yeah. stay within this household.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, so so really the only reason that you would ever use foreshadowing, uh, that, that is that hints to the end of the movie or or that that winks to it or anything like that would be if uh you need your audience to, after they get the end of, the, like after the plot twist, to say, "Oh, I guess that does make sense. Mm-hmm. I guess that I guess that would make sense. That that is what they're trying to do." But mm-hmm. you don't need that here,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: if the, for for the story to make sense, the most sensical version, if she's been pulling this off for, if the old nanny's been pulling this off for years, is that you don't know shit. Mm-hmm. That's the most successful version. So the best way to do it is the audience doesn't know shit. So you yeah. can't have any foreshadowing.
0: And you make the audience think the entire time, oh we know everything. We know everything. Exactly. It's a, once again it's a brilliant use of dramatic irony. It's
1: true. Where where that you, you give us so much information that we think that we know everything. Correct. Because no, this
0: not. movie is about the Kim family when like, oh you oh, there's actually this one piece of information that's literally beneath the household Which
1: the... that nobody knows about. It's also kind of interesting that we're placed in that position because that is kind of the same position that the uh, that the Park family's in. Yeah. Where they they are given so much information that they think they know it, right? But they simply do not.
0: But it's all lies, and you yeah. find out like.
1: Through, and then like, the Kim family there, knows yeah. so much, and 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 I think because the Kim family has so many secrets, they're so not worried about everyone else's. The, that they're like, oh, like like we're so worried about our little uh, journey with the Park family, with the rich family, that they don't even notice that the old nanny could possibly have anything going on other than. I'm sad that I've lost this job because this is my only source of income. That's what you imagine is happening, right? And then she has a husband in the basement.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, the trickling of information in this movie and the pacing. I know I love talking about pacing, um, but but it, it's, but it's so pacing, well done.
1: As in, like the the, the speed of, the, of of a scene, or do you mean the rate at which we get at, at which we get information as an audience?
0: The rate, yeah. and, and so. Particularly, what's so interesting about this film is that it feels so long. And it's actually only a yeah. little bit over two hours. I, for some reason, remember this movie being like a three hour film. But weirdly like, a not trek. in a bad way. So, no, what is that? What is it's, that? It's, well, it's long because it's a stressful experience. Yeah. In a really good way. Yeah. Like, it's fine. I mean, look, when you suggested for us to do this film, I had a moment uh i think it's commonly regarded as a sigh because then i realized shit i have to live through this again mind you that's it goes to show how privileged i am but i have to live through the experience of watching this movie and the stress that comes from it like i never had a breathing experience with a movie like this To, to the point i remember sitting in the theater and there was there was like a couple or like some people in front of me, sitting in front of me and they were like turning around at some points too because I'm, I'm sure they were thinking to themselves the person behind me is a crazy yeah, person. Sure. What the hell's wrong with them? That's but funny. I never had such a, like a, such a, such a bodily response yeah. from a film and so when you suggested it I was like, oh shit. Shit, yeah. right? But but what made this movie feel so long, per se, is the stress that comes from it, but that's not because the movie is bad. That's yeah. because of how actually good the movie is at trickling that, also, that information. That it, First, the stress is the web of lies. Then the stress is keeping all of those secrets, and then the stress is, oh my god, there's a guy in the basement! Yeah. And then the stress is like, how are they going to get out of this? And then the stress of, like, is the Park family going to find out? And there's all of this stress that's culminating, yeah. but when I was watching, and we'll get to what you were going to yeah, say, yeah, yeah. but when I was watching the second viewing, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, holy shit. I didn't realize this happened so early in the film. Mm. I thought it was like later on in the film sure. when the dad becomes the chauffeur for Mr. Park, right? Right. Or, and, and and later on in the film when uh, the mom becomes the nanny, right? I thought these things were so much farther. I thought it was so much farther um, that Ki-woo uh, kissed uh, the daughter, the park daughter. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was later on as well. I was yeah. uh, so it was like a lot of things are happening fast, right? And quickly, but it's it's hard for it to feel fast when you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, the entire time. time. Yeah. What were you going to say? Well, yeah, um,
1: like- I, 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 I totally understand what you mean there. That, it's weird because so many movies, the faster they feel, the better they are. Yeah. That you're like, oh man, that was only like. 30 minutes they felt like 30 minutes but it was an hour and a half yeah. but with this movie you're right I actually loved the fact that it felt longer because it, it felt um it felt like a full I don't want to say full journey I, like 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 a full life experience right it wasn't that we were getting the specific story it was that we were getting th- this set of stories yeah um and and, and in that way it felt whole it felt round which was awesome yeah. um, And it is also
0: that the once the second half of the movie hits once uh the park family leaves and the family is there for the the kim family is there for the night and then the nanny comes back and then towards like uh, sort of like the big climax The events of the film that follows afterwards Like it's less than 24 hours mm-hmm. You know what happens you know When the nanny comes back when they find out the husband's Downstairs and then the flooding Of the household of the Kim household And then they come back the next morning for a birthday Party you know and, and Then members are dying yeah. Like that's all in less Than 24 hours right But it feels so long And so once again watching it a second time I'm like oh shit I didn't yeah. realize aristotle's you know time was yeah. also a factor right now now mind you like i mean the first half of the movie like I, i'm sure it takes place over like a few weeks or maybe even like a month or two right, right? that's so- because it because it needs to right it, it wouldn't make sense otherwise if things are like boom, boom 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 or at least not too much um but then all of a sudden, there's like a little bit of Aristotle's time in place that yeah. it's uh, using some That's of those unities, where like, of course, like most of this film just takes place in this one household. But then all of a sudden, for half the film, it takes place over like a 12-hour period. Right. Um. That becomes super duper intense and high stakes for everybody involved, except for the Park family.
1: Yeah. Now, now the the one thing that I will highly recommend is that if if you are uh, watching this movie for the first time, or actually even if you plan on watching it in the future, watch it with people. If you haven't wa- already watched it at this point, then, then I mean, I mean we, screw you. We, I'm, you I'm so sorry. Yeah, that we, we put the twist on yeah. you. Yeah, we really just twist uh, and ruined the whole thing. But twist and shout, twist baby, yeah. Um, the uh, I, I highly recommend watching it with people. Yeah. It's a different experience to watch it with people than by yourself. Um, because kind of like Danny said, I, whenever I was in the theater watching it, uh, me and Emma were there, my girlfriend, and we were sitting there watching it and about halfway through the movie, we realized that we hadn't like taken a full breath in the, the, since the beginning. And so we started breathing a little bit and we just kind of looked around us because we were in a theater with like packed and right. we were just, like, looking around us. And we started making eye contact with the people around us. Oh, my God. And we were just laughing. We were like, this is the craziest shit. Like, this is yeah. wild. Yeah. Are you, are you watching the same thing I'm watching right now? And, and it was awesome. It was really cool. It's very that rare
0: to have a movie going, a theater experience like that. That everyone
1: in the theater is having the same wild ride. Right. Yeah. That, that's usually a theater-specific thing. The, yeah, but to have, have it in a movie theater is special right really and, special.
0: and the only other time that i could like think of that is when and i shit you not rise of the planet of the apes <laughs> when the with monkey J- the, the, ch- the chip yeah yeah with james franco and uh, then the, the i don't know the primate let me say the primate um i sorry miss miss gadol um wow. the primate is <laughs> right, it just yells out <laughs> no and then the movie theater is silent and i was like this is a moment yeah, I was like in eighth grade or something like that in middle school, and I was like, "This is a moment. It's this like, is wonderful. We're
1: all experiencing this together." Yeah, yeah. Um, when we come back from break, yes, uh, I would like to talk about the year 1939. What and why I think that uh, helps solidify Parasites' place uh, in terms of all-time great movies. Wow, the goat. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So. Uh, we left off with the year 1939. Why? Why? Here we go. Here's the explanation. The year 1939, for any film geek out there, is widely renowned as the best year of cinema. It was. Uh, it, it went down in history as the year that um, had the the most great movies and uh, had the most pivotal movies. the The industry changed in the year 1939. Now, the reason that I think this is important to think about is because I, being a film geek, I, I really do believe that 2019 was the next 1939. Oh, wow. I think I – this might be my sizzle oh, serve. I think 2019 and – I, and I promise I'll, I'll, I'll bring out lists in a second. I think 2019 was maybe – the best year for film I can think of. It did have Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is incredibly important. Okay, but, um, on, but on a more serious note. But on a more serious note. So uh, l- let, me, let me list some movies from 1939, and I'll make a point with them. Okay. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. The Wizard of Oz. Gone with the Wind. Stagecoach. The Story of the Lost uh, Chrysanthemum. Weathering Heights. Sorry, the last chrysanthemum. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Of Mice and Men. Unbelievable movies across the board, right? Across the board, unbelievable movies. Yeah. Some of the best of all time. Now, Gone with the Wind uh, was the runaway favorite that year. Yeah. that That's the one that everyone recognizes as one of the best movies of all time and the best movie of 1939. But
0: enough about that movie because, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn.
1: Oh, you. Anyway, sorry, so um, I'm so sorry. I'm so, really sorry. I, but this is uh, this another might might be another civil serve, but I really do believe this. I think that we give Gone with the Wind maybe more credit than it deserves. I think it's fantastic.
0: I haven't seen Gone with the Wind, so I can't. I can't tell you. I don't think, one think it's, way it's as good
1: as we have deemed it. I think what gives it so much credit is that it's the best movie from the best year of cinema. I think that's what makes Gone with the Wind such a historical uh, checkpoint. Because it was the best movie from the best year of film. I think the same can be said about Parasite. I think that if 2019 is one of the best years of film, in my opinion, the best year of film, but if it is one of the best years of film of all time, Parasite is the best movie of the best year of film. Let me name some movies from the 2019 to maybe sway you, maybe convince you that it's one of the best years of film. Yeah. Period. Okay. Parasite. Mm-hmm. Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. The Irishman. I know a lot of people didn't like that movie, but The Irishman, I think, was a I big like kind of how movie.
0: the third movie on this list was, I know a lot of people didn't like it. So, what are you trying to say?
1: I, what are I, you trying to say? It's just the middle of the list. What are you trying to say? It's All right, right, the keep, list. Going, keep going. Keep going. Pain and Glory. Lighthouse. Little Women. Mm. Knives Out. Jojo Rabbit? But
0: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I understand, I, I understand what you're trying to get at, I understand. Jordan
1: Peele's 1917? Yes. Last Black Man in San Francisco? Midsommar? Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and fucking Shaw? Okay,
0: but the point is, I, I, I understand what you're trying to get at, but we can't assess the sort of uh, historical backdrop for the year 2019, as the year 2019 was only to this date of recording this podcast, uh, two years two ago. Years ago. Right, it's hard for us to really understand the scope of the impact of what 2019
1: is going to provide. Right, which is why we can't say it is 1939 yet, but I think that if we're just looking at what year in film history has the most great movies, 2019 is a contender. Easy, easy top three. For me, it's number one, but for, for most people, it has to be a top three just the sheer size of great movies in 2019 that are like, I'm going to show my kids someday. Uh, t- 2019's really up there.
0: I think so, too. I think so, too. I think 2019 is a great year And that, listen, your serves do sizzle. Your serves do sizzle. <laughs> but it's hard for me to be like, your serves are wrong, you know, because sure. we, we're not at that point in time yet. So I mean, look back. I think it's going to... It needs at least like a decade right to understand the sort of impact that uh 2019 is going to have on cinema like maybe because of parasite there's going to be more of a sort of foreign film appreciation at least uh, domestically in the u.s um, that was big I mean, maybe maybe with something uh, akin to, like, I mean, something like Avengers Ed Game and, like, Joker, right? We saw, like, how wonderful comic book movies can be beyond, yeah. you know, like, The Dark Knight, right? Where, where yeah. The Dark Knight was, like, a flash in the pan. But, like, once again, we're seeing something that's, like, very, very unique. And then a we have Knives Out. Well, in the flash in the pan of the sense of like there there isn't and wasn't, and perhaps, I mean, and eventually there was, like superhero movies or mm-hmm. like comic book movies that was like the Dark Knight and yeah. the quality of yeah. that trilogy as well. And then maybe it with something like Knives Out that we're going to see really a proper, more uh, wonderful return to the Who Don yeah. uh in film and, and at the, the very quality least of even them. if
1: you disagree with me at the very least, statistically. People went and really fucking saw movies in 2019.
2: Yeah. yeah people yeah.
1: really went to see movies in 2019 more yeah. than they have in a long time. And yeah. it's a, it's hard. It's hard getting people to movies these days because yeah. it's so easy to stay in. It's so easy to not go to the theaters. But people went to the fucking theaters in 2019.
0: And I know with a movie like Sound of Metal, for example, like how that movie experiments with sound – As well, Um,
1: the Irishman, Experiment with Color, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and I think, I think, like a lot of these movies are fantastic. But once again, it's hard for us to properly analyze. And I know that's not the most exciting thing to hear on an auditory uh form of media where i'm like yeah maybe you're right maybe you're wrong i don't know but it's like that's a that's a hell of a take that's to okay. have you usually when you're doing just, the hot take so so, so early but i do have a I'll sizzle serve oh, i do, you do give it to me have a sizzle serve and it's Make me i think this serve is going to sizzle sizzle a little bit good oh, i'm ready i'm ready i'm a little bit you know to t- t- touch yourself it Ooh, it's hot you know uh, but uh, okay. this sizzle serve uh, for the movie Parasite that came out in the year 2019 directed by Bong Jun Ho is that parasite is a worse movie the second time you watch it.
1: Oh so okay.
0: sometimes
1: knowing the twist is not as is not as good yeah. right.
0: and so and I think partial okay wait, let me let me explain because sometimes you're gonna watch. One thing or another that's actually better the second viewing. Right. Let's take uh, something, for example, that we reviewed on this show. Sorry for uh, marking you with my pen as well. I zapped you. Uh, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to the boys in Orlando uh, from 10 years ago who used to zap each other with pens, whatever that means. Um, but Jesus. <laughs> um, just to bring up something that we discussed on the show that was better, at least for me, the second time viewing it, was the show Berserk. Yeah. And I thought Berserk was so much better the second time looking at it as a character study and knowing that sort of twist that happens in the end, yeah. seeing the sort of cause and effect and, how, and what really brings out that twist of motivation at the yeah. very end and you already of trust that it. show. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so the entirety of that show is like, oh, this is fine, this is fine. And then at the end of the show, you're like, holy shit. And – but – What happens in this film, and I think partially, like, what makes it so great and fantastic the first time is, as we said in the first part, the lack of breadcrumbs. That Mm -hmm. the twist of the husband, of the nanny husband, the husband of the nanny being in the basement of the basement is such a big, scary, terrifying twist. Yeah. Uh, And when I say terrifying, I mean it's, like, terrifying for what it does to other characters, right? Yeah. Um, But but what makes it so terrifying is that there's nothing there for you to expect it. Mm -hmm. And so when you're watching it a second time... And because you're already armed with the experiences, in a way, at least for me, at least for me, I was sort of putting it up as a shield of, like, knowing to myself, okay, we know the guy's in the basement. Okay, we know, like, this is going to happen to this character and this character. Okay, like, we have to—literally, I was preparing myself mentally and physically for what the movie was going to do because it was such a shocking experience. But that was because I was armed with already knowing those things. And so then watching for more, like, character motivation in this film or just sort of, like, because I wasn't so caught up in the moment, I was able to notice some other little things. Like, for example, um, there's one point in the movie. It's actually at the very end where – spoiler, you know, if you haven't been spoiled already uh, (laughs) – Uh, I believe it's pronounced Kitaik, but he, the dad of the Kims, he kills Dongik, who is the dad of the Parks, right? Yeah. I, I, for some reason, I was like, that makes perfect sense in the first viewing, but I wasn't able to fully understand the second viewing, but we'll get back to that, and I'm gonna, we're gonna really discuss that in further detail later on, but then, but then one big moment where I'm like, how did you miss that, is when he's going down the stairs, and he's escaping to the basement as well, and so, there should be a pool of blood, because, so the son, Kiwu, he was going down the stairs, he dropped the rock, right, and then all of a sudden, the husband of the nanny, like, ambushes him, and he tries to escape up the stairs, but he's pulled back, and then the husband of the the nanny uses the rock, the the stone that he gets at the beginning of the film, and, like, crushes his head, right, he manages to survive at the end, um, but there's, like, a pool of blood, right, and I don't know, but there's something so, like, terrifying about that pool of blood, right, that, I was surprised that there wasn't, like, a shot or a moment of, like, what was that for when the dad was going down the stairs. I don't know why that moment was—I was so hung up on that moment, Mm -hmm. but I was, like, that felt so significant to me. Like, that image and how, first of all, this movie plays with images. It's beautiful, wonderful, and eloquently, and it's just, like, the scenic design of the set dressing is so well done and how it informs character, but— yeah, which I, which it I was weird for this one moment t- to not have this scenic choice informed character, mm-hmm. right? When when so much of the movie, right, where where once again we're going back down to the deeper basement and we have that little – I don't know how to describe b- describe it, but it's like this like needle sort of thing where you stack like receipts on as well. Um, But the husband of the nanny was actually putting condoms through that. And I mm-hmm. was like, that informs me – So much of who he is and what he values and what the hell is going on in his head. Just that one little moment of showing us the space, I'm like, that's more than enough information just right then and there. So I was surprised to then not give this beautiful character the opportunity, just even if it, I mean, it's literally a second long of like, what the hell is this? But then still making the choice to keep going down and so kind of and then you're noticing things more and more once again why is the family going downstairs and and being nosy like they know the stakes are so high for them not to be discovered why would they put themselves in that scenario when the mom can just tell them what the hell is going on afterwards right why I I don't know, and, like, maybe that's just... And I think I'm just indicting the characters more so than, like, the actual writing of the film. But I wasn't sure if, like, a moment like that was fully informed. Just stuff like that. Yeah. And so, but now I want to um, go back, and and maybe maybe I'm denying whatever you have to say, but I want to sort of go back to and hit on why does Kitai kill dong
1: That's a good question.
0: And so what happens at the climax of the film where uh ki daughter ki gets stabbed by the crazy husband and um he's trying to uh dad uh father Kim and he's trying to hold down like the blood and trying to stop, you know, her from bleeding from, from that giant wound that she has. And so that's all that he can think about, but then you have Mr. Park, like, what are you doing? Get off. Like, I need you to drive us. Like, I need you right now. And then he's just, like, in that moment where it's just no, you know, where he's yeah. making that active choice of, like, I'm not going anywhere. That eventually the park, park is, like, okay, yeah, like, throw me the keys. And then he doesn't throw them far, far enough because he's still stuck in this moment of, like, oh, my God, my family – is dying more ways than one. Like my family, my life is dying right around me, and then I have somebody who's from this upper class that just does not care at all about what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's why he kills Mr. Park. There's also a moment where smell, as I was alluding to earlier, smell is brought up a lot of times during this film where um there's at one point the son of the parks it kind of notices that the mom and the dad of the Kim's is like, oh, they smell similar. Why they smell the same? And then there's a moment where uh Dad Kim is, is uh driving uh Young Kyo, who is the mom of the parks, and driving her, and then she like clogs up her nose, and then there's also a conversation that they overhear where like he smells bad. Like there's constantly moments of just and I think, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out in the moment as well, where maybe why Kitai kills Dongik is because, like, Dongik is, um, overcome by the smell and, and of, uh, the, the nanny's husband, and is, like, so taken aback from it that, like, right in front of him, his family is dying, and then you have, all of a sudden, this asshole to him, right? It's an asshole in the moment. This asshole is like just taking the moment to like smell and then react to that smell mm-hmm. and and that's what's important to him right now that this smell is repulsive yeah. like that's that's what's going on through his head yeah, right. not that somebody is dying right in front right, of right, him right, right, right. and 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 so that's i think that's that's a big thing as to maybe why but for some reason that moment was so much clearer and for some reason i thought um in the first viewing in the first viewing i I thought that um dongeek put it together that the family like the Kim family was actually all together, but he actually i don't think he ever did right he died not knowing that I don't know why I had that experience on the first viewing, but like i said, i just i was just shocked i think yeah. this time where I was like, why exactly' Did that happen? Because his life is already gone, but why would he further throw it away? And it has to be like anger and frustration and bitterness in the moment, right? But I wasn't entirely sure, and 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 maybe it's part of it too. Is that coming? It's that bubble, and it's finally that bubble is popping. Finally, that volcano is erupting. Ah, uh, and I think partially because I am privileged in that regard. It's Maybe it's something I'm never going to understand, and, 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 par, and maybe that's part of it too. I'm not entirely sure, but I was just intrigued by that moment because I couldn't piece together the why, and yet, at the same time, I wasn't like... This is the wrong choice for this movie, right? Definitely the wrong choice. At least, maybe in my mind, I don't know. Maybe the wrong choice for this character to kill somebody. Um, but I'm not sure if it's the wrong choice for this movie. Yeah,
1: I, I don't think so. I, I think it made sense. Obviously, with with the the themes and what uh, what what they were going for story wise, I I think I think it made sense. And also, I think it was I I think it was earned um i think that th- everyone had been pushed including the audience had been pushed to such a point of stress that it would make sense for them to f- officially fly off the deep end um in the same way that the, that the husband did in the basement in the same way that he was pushed to the Ends of his depth and 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 uh, had to take that leap off into insanity. Um, now I I am curious though because you were talking about how the the second watching is not nearly as good as the first. Uh, I want to know how much of a dip-off that is for you. Now, I'm not a big fan of, like, rating things 1 to 10. <laughs> but if, if you were to rate the first watch 1 to 10 and the second watch 1 to 10, what would that difference look like?
0: Okay, so first of all, I would still, regardless of the experience that I had, the second watch and maybe even the third or fourth or however... Many in for the rest of my life, uh, I would certainly still recommend this movie to other people, yeah, right? Like, there's, of course. there's no way I couldn't, right? Yeah, I, I was ever questioning that. That, like, the first watch is like a 10 out of 10, right? That yeah. once again, like I said before, that I never had such a bodily experience to a movie, I didn't even know that was possible for a film, yeah. right? I knew that, and I've been great, I'm grateful for it, I knew that that was possible in theater, right, because all of it's in person, and you're, like, breathing with a person on stage, right, you're literally sharing, sharing that breath, but then I didn't know that experience was possible through film, and so, like, for that, even like that reason alone, I couldn't help but recommend it a hundred ten thousand percent to yeah. other yeah. people. It's one of the best film experiences I've ever had in my entire life, right? And but then on the second watch, like you're still realizing, you're realizing other things that are great about this film, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so what keeps you so, you know, throughout the the first watch is not as you know present on the second watch, but you notice things a lot more. For example. You notice, like I said before, you notice how much the scenic design and the set dressing really informs the space and how these characters act, right? I mean, this was a house that was specifically built for this movie. This was a set specifically constructed for this movie to such a point that uh, Bang jun ho had, um, and I think the scenic designer, had architects look at it. And then the architect said, who the hell would live in a place like this? This is awful. This is pure idiocy yeah right but at the same time even though maybe you're sitting there as an audience and you think to yourself man this is a weird house at the same time you're like holy shit but with how the blocking and the staging is constructed for this film yeah and especially in moments where like characters are hiding from one another right. even, regardless of whether it's very very low stakes or right. very very high stakes Holy shit, like, it's so well done. And that was something that I was, like, I kind of noticed in the first time, but I was really, I really became cognizant of it the second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really became cognizant a lot more of the, like, really clever manipulation that the family went through on the um on the second viewing that I had. Yeah. But But once again, like, nothing is going to beat the reaction from the first time. And so it's so difficult also to compare... The second viewing, or the third viewing, or the fourth viewing, right. to the first viewing, because first I'm never. Nine, g- yeah, I'm never going to, to, get to get that back. It's one of those things of just like, how do you re experience something again? And you sometimes you can't. Sure. Right? Sure. Where there are some like movies or TV shows or video games where it's just like, I wish I could do the Men in Black thing of. Wiping my memory
1: just so, so yeah.
0: I can experience this for the first time again. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The, 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 you kind of touched on it a little bit. The big thing that I will be taking from this movie that I'm going to have to use in my own work or in my own practice is uh, the attention to detail. Yeah. The absolute attention to detail. There was, if you pause at any point in this movie, the, the 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 visual that you are seeing is contributing thematically to the story. Yep. Which is, oh my gosh, so hard to do, so hard to do, and takes so much focus and so much understanding of the topic that you're talking about, as well as the story that you're telling. Goodness gracious, Bong Joon Ho, because this is the thing. That's a director's job, right? And I can think of very few directors that have such a clear vision. And people talk about vision, but vision doesn't mean I, you do what I say. Vision means I know exactly what story I'm trying to tell, so much so that no one else in the room can. Because there's no way that I explain a story to you and we have the same, like the perfect same understanding and vision in our mind. hmm so only one person can be the director. Yeah. In, in, and in, Especially with something that's complex. Right. And he really did. And I very rarely talk about Vision. And I very rarely give credit to Vision. But goodness gracious, I give utmost credit to yeah. Bong Joon-ho and his Vision in this. But also, uh, yes, the, the, the absolute attention to detail. This reminds me a lot of um, two movies. Uh, the Quiet Place. Actually, part one and part two, Quiet Place, both of those, as well as Silence, um, which is a Martin Scorsese movie. Uh, Both of these are similar in that they are are, are mostly silent, but they do two things very well, which is, one, the silence is used as suspense. The silence is not just there. It's only used in moments that are are, uh, building suspense, as well as— As
0: if the silence is a character, as if the silence is dialogue. Sure, you
1: know? sure. Well, yes. And, and on that note. Um, as if that the silence is a character, if yeah. you were to, and I, I think I talked about this like at the beginning of season one of our podcast, mm-hmm. that my favorite, favorite, favorite exercise as a director is you should be able to watch a movie or watch a story like a basketball game. Meaning <laughs> you should be able to mute it, turn the sound off completely. And still know the score, yeah. And still know who's winning the game, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. You should, at all times, as you're watching, be able to, in your mind, see that little that little scorecard in the bottom left corner that tells you how many points each team has. Yeah. Um, I I I love that that exercise. And goodness gracious, this movie hits it. Hits You're so right. You're absolutely you know I mean? correct.
0: Yeah, I also love the fact that you sort of uh, inadvertently dissed uh, directors such as the Coen Brothers or the Wachowski sisters um, because <laughs> you were like, only one
1: person can be a director. Only one oh, okay. person can have a vision. Well, uh, no, no. I, I mean, pe- more than one person can direct, uh, like, like t- t- can direct a story. And I actually love that practice. I do like directing with other people, mm. but not with something this complex not with something this careful yeah like if, if you're well, doing because something because you know how
0: spe- like it's very very yeah. clear how specific
1: right this movie if is. you're doing something that has a clear story and clear characters but the challenge is in the movie making mm-hmm. then you should be doing it with another person that makes sense mm-hmm. if you're doing something that is pretty clear in the movie making like parasite but has such complex and Ooh. difficult story and and characters—that's, I think, when you should have one person at the helm of what story you're telling. I disagree. You disagree that? What?
0: Well, no, I disagree that I wouldn't call *Parasite* very complicated characters. *Parasite*, I think, on the surface, is very, very simple. That it's—it's really? it's about a lower class family invading this upper class household. But oh, what yes, makes right. it I, what makes it complex is the movie making. It's the shots where um. The camera is panning to the left, and it's just such a simple moment of like still keeping uh, in the household. In the first household, when Min comes in, when the dad is still in the space at the dinner table, and he gets up, but he hits his head on the the shelving that's right above him. Like a simple moment as uh, like that sure. to, to show off character and to show off given circumstances and to show off what these characters have to go through consistently, right? Right. And but so, I
1: think that what makes it complex is not the is not the film aspect of those moments, it is the like we talked about earlier, it's the pacing. Sorry. You're right, I don't think it's the characters that are complex, but I also don't think it's it's the 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 filmography. I think they do have very impressive videographers on set and yeah. cinematographers. Yeah. But I think that what makes it so complicated and what makes it so interesting, like we talked about at the beginning, is the rate at which you get information. Yeah. In which only Bong Jun ho can can
0: okay. decide that. Okay. And yeah, and and, and and I think those two things definitely work in tandem with this film, right? Because uh-huh. of the fact of like I mean we were talking about it, like how the set is constructed, right? Uh-huh. And then but the set serves the story and the ser- and the story serves the set. Right, they're working together as a cohesive part. That you're, yeah, you're absolutely correct. That there is a bunch of moving, functioning parts um, onto this movie. That
1: would be what I would want to like talk to Bong Joon Ho about. Yeah, is what is your job as a director in this process? Is it to be the single source, or is it to explain it and and uh, and write such a rich script that you can give up power? Yeah. Is it the lack of power or the or the need of power that that makes you succeed as a director in this specific movie? Yeah. Not for all of the movies, but, but yeah, yeah, in this one specifically yeah. because – But then you also
0: see it like a very similar power structure, but of course how it's navigated is very, very different. It's like Snowpiercer, right. like another Bong Joon-ho right. uh, flick, which is a fantastic movie. But once again, like it's – once again, that's still that classism, right? And then how they combat it literally. Yeah. Um, and it, once again, it's another like geo. It's a geographic sort of difference where yeah. like the 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 levels couldn't be more clearer, right? And then I think um and, I think, and maybe this is also once again part of it too as to why Kitaik kills Dong-Ink is because um and for some reason this wasn't mentioned to me, but I didn't really notice it. And I was like, holy shit, you're right! Is, is is because once again I watched this once more with Shama, and there's this one moment in the film where the the Kim family, three of them, is hiding under the table in the living room. And first of all, there's no TV in the living room, which I like. I just realized that. Like, you're never going to see that I anymore. Was,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whenever you're talking about this, like, the layout of the house, the very first thing that I think of is it is very unrealistic that a family doesn't have a TV in their living room. Yeah, especially room, that kind of family. Yeah, especially yeah. that type of family. Yeah. And that the couch is facing outside rather than... Inside. Slightly facing a. Yeah. a uh, that couch should
0: yeah. totally face the wall with the TV, right? Yeah. But, like, once again, I'm, part of it is like. This or at movie least he has earned couch. so much respect. Yeah. At
1: least face another couch. Yeah. Like make it a communal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just for the only sitting area to only be looking outside, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Yes. But. But you need it for the BJ scene. But then. No, I'm kidding, not the BJ it was scene. Not the BJ. It's It's the H-J. HJ. It's HJ. Yeah, right, you're right. So, but, sorry.
0: anyways, but, but the point is, the point is, is that. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Uh, so yeah, you have the Kim family hiding under that table, and then you have Mr. and Mrs. Park on the couch, and they don't know that they're there, um, and so they start uh, essentially fingering each other. But then what's really interesting, and Shama pointed this out to me, is the dialogue in that scene between the two parks is that um, they're both condemning the sort of lower class in terms of just like, for example, Mr. Park is like, I'm glad Mr. Kim... Uh, never crosses the line uh, I would be very upset if he did You know it always seems like He's right there but he doesn't cross the line But he has a smell Like this like subway fishy smell That doesn't smell very good uh, And he's like condemning That smell and that lower class Sort of um, atmosphere That Mr. Kim inadvertently brings Into the room but then In that like same breath He's talking about um uh uh la the his previous chauffeur uh having panties from somebody else underneath the seat. Turns out it was all part of a very yeah, clever yeah. plan by Kim Jung. But, um, yeah, it's like panties under the seat and then brings it up with his wife. And then he's like, if you wear those panties, I'll be so hard right now. Uh, excuse me for not using other language. And then... Um, You're being as eloquent as possible. It's but, nice. but And then she's also like, oh, do you want me to do drugs? Right? And so they're also turning each other on acting like... People who are lower class and yeah. less privileged and addicted to drugs and smell bad and are dirty. Yeah. It, and so and then it's doubly so when they're just having, you know, they're 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 pleasuring each other on the couch, and you have this shot, this bird's eye view that's up above, and you see them pleasuring each other on the couch, and then the camera sort of pans, and all you see is the table. Yeah. And you know that those three members of the kim family the dad the daughter and the son are hearing all of this mm-hmm. and and they're literally once again geographically below and 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 once again the parks are none the wiser yeah but the kim's just have to lie down there and just suck it up yeah that they just you know, we just have to deal with this right now. We right. have to hear this. That kind of, There's nothing we can do because at the end of the day, even though they're that those two parks are in an incriminating position, we're the ones that have everything to lose, right. and not them.
1: Yeah, the, the, it kind of reminds me of, um, it kind of reminds me of rugby and soccer in in England. Um, mm. That. Uh, and I'm I'm saying soccer instead of football. I know my my faults. I'm no just saying more. it for the general American audiences that are listening. So, uh, it, it's, someone told me a long time ago. Whenever I started getting into rugby, and it was a British guy. It was a guy from England. And he um and I was like, so what types of people? Like, are there any stereotypes with rugby or like with soccer? Like, is there like a stereotype that that the uh, the rugby person falls into in England? And he was like, um. Yeah, it's pretty widely accepted that uh, rugby is what the rich people play to feel poor and soccer is what the poor people play to feel rich. And I thought that was so interesting to think about. And I was like, and people know this. And he was like, yeah, yeah. Like really only – the only people I can think of that are are playing rugby in England are fairly wealthy. Um, And it's because it's such a like visceral and like gross and roll around the mud sport. And soccer feels like a – a, a more posh sport um, in England. Huh. Because it's more established and it's more... And, like,
0: still recognizing the fact that this is generalization and, like, it's oh, not, not going to be true with everyone, but
1: yeah. interesting. I thought it was interesting, too. Yeah. Yeah. But also just to recognize that both are trying to feel the opposite, that the rich are trying to feel dirty at times because it makes them feel, I don't know, more in touch with th- their surrounding and their earth, and the the poor people are, like... Why would the fuck would you want that? Yeah. I'm I'm trying to like you asshole. feel clean. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Like cool. we're working so hard to get out of this situation. And you're like, ooh, we're feeling dirty. Ooh. And it's just like that's disgusting. Like you right. have no idea. Right. You know? And and once again, like how this movie plays into that theme of just like shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, uh it's it's so eloquently well done.
1: Is um, that how you would uh, summarize the theme of the movie? Shit? shit.
0: Uh, yes, in more ways than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah. this movie is not shit, but this movie no. is the shit. Uh, if, if oh, you, there we go. If you catch the drift. There we go. There we go. How about that? Yeah. Um, but that shit is drifting. But no, I mean, this, this movie is incredible. I also want to say really fast, before we start truly wrapping this yeah. bad boy up, is that I want to give my gold medal, and I'm not really sure, actually, honestly, how to uh, deliver names to... Um, people who are from east asia where their surnames typically come first and then their their uh proper names but but i suppose i'll just do the surnames first uh how they're credited um just generally so i want to give my gold medal to and hopefully once again i'm pronouncing this correctly is Yo Jung cho uh or at least credited and uh-huh. you know the american credits cho Yo Jung is um she was the mother To the parks. She was Young Kyo. And so I wanted to give the gold medal to her because she is not a smart character in this movie. But what makes her so wonderful to watch is like, yeah, she's not a smart character in this movie. But she is like a mother who loves her children so much. And so even though maybe sometimes you're like, why doesn't she realize what the hell is going on in her own household? Part of it is like, of course she wouldn't. I mean, like, you know, she's not... She's not that well educated in that regard, right? She's not very street smart per se. Um, but it's I think a big part of it is because of the acting. Yep. I think a big part of it is just like devoting herself a hundred percent to like caring about her children yeah. and that being the only thing that crosses her mind. That and sometimes like the vain things as well. That like how. It's This character is so well-informed by the actor that how could this character even realize what is happening yeah. in her own household? So I just yeah. wanted to give credit to her because I, I feel like everybody in this movie is fantastic, but I think she, rel- she really, really is like yeah. the linchpin yeah. that holds – the storytelling of the film together. Because if she was acted poorly, then you're like, this movie's ridiculous. How did nobody figure out what the hell was going on?
1: Right. Right. But it honestly reminds me of uh, Florence Pugh uh, in that she took a character that is that would otherwise be annoying and made it sensical and clear and kind of badass in, 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 in ways. Yeah. Um, and lovely to watch as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's a really hard job right there. Ooh, she...
0: Because it's so, it's so easy to play the, the idiot. It's so easy to fall into yeah. that trap. So how do you, as an actor, devote yourself 100% to what you care about? And it's like, well, obviously you just do that, right? But that's it's such an easy trap to fall into. It is. So I do want to commend... Uh, her for for doing that. and and then once again, the question is, how the hell is that an easy trap? And it just like it just is because it mm-hmm. feels so sensational to like, you know, play the archetype or, or, or play something at the surface as opposed to just like, no, this is just who I am and this is just what I have to go through that mm-hmm. that occasionally like one person's instincts for a character is not necessarily the one that's strongest for the storytelling of the film or the piece yeah. of theater. You know.
1: um, similarly, my gold medal is going to uh, Kang Ho Song. Again, probably butch- butchering that. Um, this guy's been killing it for a while now. Yeah. Him and Bong Jun ho a couple movies together. Everything that I've ever seen him in, he's been re- – like, he has he gotten his check. He, is, he has done his job. And in this, um, that for, for, for me, there was a lot for that uh, – a, a lot of that Kim family – writing on him and his performance yeah. that he uh, has to feel like a leader and somehow also powerless yeah. um, and I think that he really like I never felt bad for him well that's not true I did feel bad for him but I, I, I never thought that he wasn't in charge mm-hmm. of, of the family mm-hmm. and in, in, in that culture in this movie that was his job and that was that. That's what the family was looking for him to do, and he did it, which was awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. E- excellent job. Excellent job uh, from him. Seasoned vet. Yeah. Masterclass. And
0: once again, like just commending also the directing and the writing and every all the little pieces that were a part of this film because this is genuinely a masterpiece.
1: It is. Even yeah.
0: though once again, I still stick by the sizzle serve that this was a like it's weaker. You know, the future times that you view it, but hardly anything can be as strong as the first time.
1: Now, here's here's a big question, and I'm, I'm not going to set us up for our season two tier list, but is this better than the Bob Emergency?
0: That's such a weird question. It's apples and oranges.
1: Because we put that in the S tier last last season.
0: But, like, also, yes. I mean, it is. I agree. Like, I mean, it is. Which, like, like sets
1: us up for an awesome season, too, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. All uh, right. Okay, good.
0: But, uh, Mac, let's wrap this bad boy yes, up for sure. Uh, I recommend it. You recommend it? I recommend it. There it is. There's really nothing more to say. I mean, right. we've said it all right here, right now. Now, uh, what you wanted us to review, and you wanted us to be frauds was a uh comedy special i'm not really sure but i've been recommended as well at least by my brother uh multiple multiple times uh to uh watch this and now we're finally going to and partially because um you know mac was like we have to and i'm like no we don't but i will i will
1: i will but not because of you thank you i honestly as long as we're doing it i I hate you
0: it's uh Bo Burnham's special, Inside, Yeah, that just came out uh, relatively recently. I think of the past month And I'm not saying so. it's
1: amazing. I'm saying it's fascinating. We'll talk. We shall. Goodbye. Goodbye.